Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Nate Thurston. What's up, man? How you doing? Living, living and loving life. We are living on the edge today, throwing together a really quick episode for Dumb Bleep. It's going to be fine, though. we still got plenty of Dumb Bleeps. We're professionals. To go through. Very professional. We will be able <laughs> to make it through this no problem. Charlie found out last minute that he has a hard stop in 36 minutes from now. We've got a lot of Dumb Bleeps, but we don't have the articles behind them like normal, so just bear with us today. Uh, he asked right when he got the phone, he said, can we go right now? And I said, uh, no, not even close. He said, can we go in 10 minutes? I said, okay, let's try. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Now it's officially, it's 14 minutes since you asked me that, but, but yeah, we're still able to do it. We're going to go and we don't have them numbered, but we will assign numbers to each one of them. And let's just see what's in here. Cause to tell you the truth, I have no idea what's actually in this right now. <laughs> it's going to be presenting to us what the dumb bleeps are. As we are rolling through. These are just all the things Nate found throughout yeah. the week. And it was a lot. Like this week was the most we've had in, in a couple months. I sent you one even. I mm-hmm. found one. Yeah, I don't think other, that's, that's Other in people there, in the but. live group found some, which you can contribute to by going to goodmorninglibertylocals.com. I see some new folks in here today, so that's very nice of you. Nice to see you all uh, stopping by for a morning show. Mm-hmm. For a Good Morning Liberty here in America. Don't get it's, used to it. All it's right. It's morning on the East Coast and it's morning in Hawaii still. We're waking the Hawaiians up early this morning. All right. Morning. Uh, Charlie, we talked about this uh, strike in Syria, I believe, on yesterday's episode. And so why don't you go ahead and present Dumb Bleep number one right here, which is this tweet from Alternative NOAA. So the NOAA is that, what, National Oceanic something, whatever it is, administration. This page does have 160,000 followers, so it's not exactly just some rando that's in here. They've got a lot of followers doing a lot of stuff, and they had some words to say. This is from one of those defiant L's where they posted one thing, say, when Trump was president, and they posted another later on when someone else was president. So it's always interesting just to see uh, how biased and hypocritical everyone can be. And this isn't the actual NOAA, by the way, I don't think, because it's alternative. No, no, it's yeah. not. It is not the NOAA. This is someone running essentially a NOAA activist organization yeah. to the side of it with a, with a lot of followers. It's the alt. Yeah. Noah. Okay. Uh, they tweeted in March 25th of 2017, they said, another Trump failure. This one, the saddest yet. We just killed hundreds of children of civilians in Iraq. Yeah. Then uh, they tweeted yesterday. It's sad when kids are killed, but the hard truth but. about but <laughs> like I'm really sorry the kids yeah, died. Yeah. But the hard truth about these kids, they're not the type of kids who come home after school and play soccer with their friends. That's because they play football. <laughs> it's called football everywhere else. Yeah. They're the type that start killing during their childhood. Their fate was sealed anyway. Nothing could save them. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing it's good. what you can do in your mind when it's something you're in favor of. And it just, all it has to do with is who is the president? That's the only question that you're asking yourself, by the way. 
who is the president, and then you go to uh, whatever your principles in the matter are after that. That's it. It must be so easy to do that, I guess. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of envy people like this who don't actually have to adhere to any principles. No, you just say whatever you need. And it's also pretty gross because you're talking about kids Mm -hmm. that just got killed in a strike and saying, ah, you know what, those kids were going to end up killing people in their childhood anyway. We should have aborted them. (laughs) Exactly. If they just would have aborted them, they wouldn't have been bombed. Okay, that's dumb believe number one. (laughs) If we were so... So ridiculous. If they also, had access to affordable con- health care, then they would be able to have been aborted, and we wouldn't have had to worry about this. I'm not condoning Trump killing civilians either. That's no. Not, not what I'm saying. We're just, this, this is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. Okay, the next one. That was dumb bleep number one. Then the, this uh, next one's going to come from something Biden said yesterday. Now, he said a couple dumb things. Oh, these are my favorite. He said a couple dumb things yesterday, but this is uh, one of them. The other one he said was that, well, we didn't allow people to own cannons when the Second Amendment was passed. (laughs) How many uh, legislators voted for that there Second Amendment first off? And then uh, second, they did allow people to own cannons. That's the other thing. But then he also had some words to say about... You can even have a bass drum that sounds like a cannon back then. He's talking about weapons of war, and in this weapon of war, he's talking about a Glock, a 40-round Glock. (laughs) You know, uh, the future's cut short by a man with a stolen Glock with 40 rounds, a magazine with 40 rounds, Uh, and uh, it's really a weapon of war. Okay, so a handgun, a pistol, a semi-auto handgun where you got to shoot one at a time uh, that's got 40 rounds. Now he could have had himself one of them extended clips, thousand round thousand round clips in there mm-hmm. with exploding bullets and all kinds of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. With a level I attached. But uh, he might, he he could have of course have had a had an extended magazine that, that held 40. Those exist. That's possible. But where are we getting now where the President of the United States is talking about a handgun uh, being a weapon of war I mean, we're not even talking about assault weapons anymore. We're just talking about a handgun. Well, a Glock. And what wars do you think have been fought using these Glocks? Could you name? I mean, some of the most famous battles in the world have been fought with these Glocks. I think that's actually what made Chris Kyle the number one American sniper in Mm -hmm. history, was he was was killing folks with Glocks Mm -hmm. from a distance of a couple thousand yards. It's impressive. That's uh that's that's what it was, of course. That's uh, I watched the movie. Costco says we stormed Normandy with Glocks. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's, and then when their Glock would run out, which hardly ever happened, they would switch over to their to their rifle. But that that was a rarity and you never wanted that to happen. Because they had forty rounds yeah. stuffed okay. inside of there. So that's dumb bleep number two. We'll stick on guns here for a what minute. What happened? Was there a recent gun tragedy? There's a, I mean, there's probably 10 to 15 mass shootings every day, Charlie, okay. so there's a, there's no telling. That's, that's dumb bleep number two right there. Dumb bleep number three. This is great. Let's stick on guns here for a minute. We got to take a break and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, something preventing you from achieving your goals? I've gone through this before. Charlie's gone through this before. He uses BetterHelp himself. I've gone and talked to counselors before. Sometimes maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. Maybe there's a different perspective that you need to look out for. Taking care of your mental health is something that is very important 
and it's also very possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment. So much more convenient than fighting traffic, going into the office somewhere. You just get on the app and talk to someone. You can start talking to them in under 24 hours. This is not some self-help app. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to go to that freaking waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to giving you great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. If they match you up with someone and you don't like them, you can switch over to someone else. It's more affordable than actually going into the office because you're just doing it over an app. And this is available worldwide. You got expertise in so many different areas. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. This is very convenient, it's professional, it's affordable because you're doing it through an app instead of going into the office. You can go to the website and check out the testimonials. And by the way, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that because a lot of people are using this app to get help. If you want to start living a happier life today as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash GML. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. I've got an article associated with this one, Charlie, so I guess I'll, I'll do this. Chuck Schumer is seeking $1.5 billion to create an interstate gun task force. It's going to work really well. On Sunday, United States Senator Chuck Schumer asked the federal government to provide a minimum of $1.5 billion to help get illegal guns off the streets. Senator Schumer is seeking these funds to create an interstate gun task force on illegal guns, which is to be led by the current governor of New York, Kathy Hochul. How about that? Um, let me see what else is in here. This is from The Blaze, by the way. Now, what, are the, what, what do you think about this money is actually going to go to removing all of these illegal guns? you got to get the ghost guns off the street first off. But what do you need, like the Ghostbusters to come out there looking for the guns? I don't know how you actually go about finding them. They just need gun, like, gun tracking experts. Mm-hmm. Are we just, just going to have to start microchipping all the guns? The Everybody in the live group's like, isn't it called the ATF? See, the problem with the ATF <laughs> is it's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Mm-hmm. We need just firearms, like yeah. just a just a GTF, gun task force, and let the let the ATF worry about the alcohol and tobacco, and you know, well, we have to separate out the firearms. And so, are they going to search all like every vehicle that they think they can find looking for these illegal guns? I guess. I don't know, but they'll find a way to spend $15 billion yeah. on their $1.5 billion budget. You know what we should do is we should make those guns illegal. And then... It should be illegal for people who can't possess guns to not be able to possess guns. Yeah. Uh, exactly how you said it right there. And then we won't have to worry about going and looking for them anymore after that. What? Amanda says they'll vaccinate the guns and then track them. There you go. We that's, all need to get our gun vaxes. That's what... You need, you need your gun vax card. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It doesn't stop the spread of guns, but <laughs> if you uh, get shot, you can go to a hospital. You actually end up having an easier time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, that's what <laughs> this is what happens when we don't have any show notes. It's just going to be a bunch of 
BS happening here for a while. Charlie, tell me what the Communist Party of Canada said. That was dumb bleep number three, by the way. Yeah, we need to keep track of that. Dumb bleep number three. So this is dumb bleep number four. Uh, Canada has a Communist Party. Communist Party of Canada, Ontario. They tweeted, by the way, it's oh, on communist, at on communist. Yeah, Ontario communist, I guess. I like that. The show in Ottawa is really about ultra-right demanding profits come before health in all cases. We need broad unity to expose flu, the flu trucks clan. The flu trucks clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's hashtag flu trucks clan. Clever. It is clever. It's clever. Now I'll you are likening that. COVID to the flu, so that's misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Right there. But only fundamental change to defeat COVID, raise wages and living standards, ban hate, and curb corporate power can stop rising fascism. Mm-hmm. That's what it is when you protest against the government forcing people to do something. Fascism. It's classic fascism. Well, it's because they're not, they're protesting what's good for the people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then they're also not advocating to raising wages and living standards and banning hate and curbing corporate power. What if the so what's missing context? What if the truckers added something to it like uh like better health care, something like that, you know? It, Would, wouldn't uh, people be like kind of confused, conflicted on what they were supposed to do? I don't think it would matter. Okay. What what about like uh criminal justice reform? Yeah. Something like that. Just add that in. The the trick is here, Nate. And let me school you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Anything, is this a white splaining or mansplaining, or is it a combination of both? This is left splaining. Oh, okay. So anything you disagree with is the enemy. Mm, okay. And you treat it as such. And it is fascism also. Well, that's the enemy. Mm. Yeah. Dictators, fascism, Hitler. They're all the same. They're all the same. So you treat it. So like, Nate, what's something you disagree with? Something I disagree with? Ta is, taxation. Well, the taxation is the enemy. Yeah. And people who implement and collect taxes, well, they're the scum of the earth. Yeah. And in this case, if I called them fascists, I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest statement that's ever been made. Yeah. You can you call know? them fascist, uh, right-wing conspiracy theorist. I can call them Racist. Anything. Tax collectors are racist. Taxes Jesus are called racist. them the scum of the earth in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So they're the lowliest of the, of the lows. And so that's all you have to do. It's also about the ultra-right demanding profits come before health in all cases. Not really demanding. They're demanding that what whatever happened. How do we get to the point to where when you're just like fighting for your basic right to have a job and uh, not have to have a medical intervention to be able to have that job, you know, that the government is forcing you to do something that becomes really just fighting for profits to come before health and why are people still so stuck on this idea that the vaccine is going to, I know that you, I know you have a lower chance of getting severe illness and dying with it. We know it doesn't stop the spread. Okay. We know At that least that's for not now. Thing. We don't know in 20 years from now if you, yeah, it could get better if you're going to die. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I got that. Um, and so they're still stuck on this, and I'm seeing this all over the place still with these vaccines, like we'll talk about it here in a minute, with the FDA or with uh, Pfizer trying to get new FDA authorization for something that we're not really seeing is working that well, except for stopping people from dying. We'll get to that in a second. I just, we've got to this point now where people are doubling down and tripling down 
And it's because you can't back off. Like once you've made this stand so clear for these vaccines, you can either take a step back like uh, what Spain was doing when we talked about in the thing yesterday, saying that parts of it are not going to have the vaccine passports anymore because the data they're getting showing that it's not stopping people from getting it or spreading it. You can be humble and do something like that, like say, hey, maybe this was necessary then, but obviously it's not necessary right now. Or you can double or triple down on the racism and the fascism and all that stuff and just call people crazy and gaslight the hell out of them when you're obviously in a losing position. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of people right now. They need to be humble, you know. They they need humbled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is bit. well. They're getting humbled right now by the Listen, truckers. A little little humility can go a long way. You got to take a break so I can tell you about our new sponsor, the Bound by Oath podcast. Why is it so difficult to sue police and other government officials, even when they're violating the Constitution? The Bound by Oath podcast examines legal doctrines like qualified immunity that close the courthouse doors on victims of government misconduct. Brought to you by the Institute for Justice, a nonprofit law firm that litigates police brutality, free speech, and other civil rights cases, Bound by Oath is a legal history podcast with scholars, journalists, and litigators that feature stories of real people fighting to hold government officials accountable for using excessive force, lying on the witness stand, for putting innocent people in prison, and much more. You can listen to Bound by Oath on any podcast app and I can tell you right now, you're going to like it. If you like this podcast, you're going to like that one. Go find Bound by Oath on your favorite podcast app today. Okay, I have to interrupt between Dumb Bleep 4 and Dumb Bleep 5. Okay. okay. Now, if you guys didn't understand our, our live group saga, so at the very beginning of our live group, the first person to sign up was Maurice. Mm-hmm. He's been here with us from the beginning. He's nowhere to be found lately. Now, Maurice was on the show yesterday. Maurice <laughs> and Amanda have a podcast now called Civil Discord. You guys go check it out. It's great. Um, Maurice was on the show. He was in the live group yesterday talking to us, part of the show, and Amanda was not. Now, Amanda is here today, and Maurice is nowhere to be found. And yesterday it was And the point- live group is pointing this out. They're, they, they're like, coincidence? I think not. No. I know. I I am I'm starting to believe that Maurice doesn't actually exist, and I think Amanda's running two different accounts. I think that's what's happening. I and yeah. it's hard for her to log in at the same time. Mm-hmm. She needs two computers to make it look official. Okay, that's uh that's good to uh, to keep track of that because I'm pretty concerned right now, and I'm getting more and more convinced every day that we've been sold a bill of goods by the idea that Maurice was an actual person. Okay, next one. Bobby this- says. Miranda? Miranda? <laughs> is this Dumbleep number five? Yes, Dumbleep number five. Okay, this one was annoying to me. We did this article uh, from Reuters where they mentioned that Schmeiber Schmechten had shown antiviral effects in vitro in test tubes. Okay, originally Reuters reported that it had shown effectiveness in phase three clinical trials. That is what Reuters originally reported. And so Joe Rogan shared this report. And then Reuters corrected the story afterwards, several hours later, showing this. And so Rogan deleted his tweet showing this. But still the Huffington Post 
had to come out here and, and tell everyone that Joe Rogan is sharing incorrect coronavirus story just 24 hours after his apology. <laughs> it was right afterwards. Even though it was Reuters that posted the misinformation and Rogan was going off of information from them. And then when it came out that they were wrong, he deleted the tweet and you still get an article from Huffington Post saying that he's sharing misinformation. That's because he made no reference to his error. Yeah. For sharing an error. That is true. Oh, they do put that in there. Yeah. So even though he deleted it, he did not tweet an apology afterwards. Right. That's what it was. Okay. Did Reuters tweet um, an apology for their error? They put in there that they had corrected it from the earlier version in their tweet. Yeah. So I guess now if you have if you tweet something incorrectly, you have to tweet later and say, hey, I tweeted this in R, and because the article was in R, <laughs> and therefore we're all in error. But this just shows how desperate they are to just continue with the misinformation theory, the misinformation, misinformation out there. When Rogan shares something that a, that a highly reputable fact checker actually got wrong to begin with, and still we get an article about Rogan sharing an article from a fact checker in the original information that they posted. They're so desperate to try and take him down mm -hmm. right now. Of course, everyone in the media is because he's sucking up all their viewership. You know, I, what, what blows me away. I'm still looking up articles that talk about how, you know, drugs like high hydroxy. Can I say that word? Can I, s I don't know if we can say hydroxychloroquine or not. Oh, okay. Well, well, I just did. Has, it's saying that it's ineffective against treatment against mm -hmm. coronavirus. There, there are now several studies that if you take it in early treatment, then it, it is effective. In so, early treatment. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I think one of the guests on Rogan was pointing out was that they needed to allow for people to take it outside of the hospital. They need to be able to take it before they get sick enough to be in the hospital because that's when it's most effective. To be treated at home. And that they were waiting too long for people to start taking it. And now I believe they are allowing for people to take it outside of the hospital. I think we might have mentioned that last week. I'm not sure. Charlie, how probable do you think dumb bleep number six is? Mm. Do you think that this is true or just total BS? And how dumb is this on a scale of one to dumb? Oh, this is great. I think it's probably true. I mean, you think why would he have a reason to lie to people? Because Dumb he got number caught. six. Here we go. Is a picture of Mayor Garcetti with Magic Johnson, and I don't know who that other person is. I feel badly for that. It's probably Mayor Garcetti's wife. It's much shorter than Magic Johnson. I'll tell you that. L.A. Mayor Garcetti says he held his breath for maskless photo with Magic Johnson. Mm. I didn't realize how racist he was. <laughs> He held his breath, folks. Yeah. So now, as long as you hold your breath, it's okay mm -hmm. to walk around and take pictures and be close to people and touch them as long as you uh, hold your breath. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, sorry, one of the gifts just came through in the live group, threw me off track right there. I'm just saying, I'm calling BS on the fact that he was sitting there holding his breath in every photo that he took while he was at the NFC Championship game. I'm just, listen, you can do it. You've been holding your breath this whole podcast for the last couple of days because you, you're you infected. I know. Well, Charlie holds his breath every time I'm talking, and that that stops the spread right there. Because once I stop talking or I move away, like there's no more germs in the air after that anywhere. 
It's what just ca- all so ri- the theater what is insane. kind of toddler shit is this? <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is childlike, like immature, getting called out for something and be like, "Well, I held my breath." Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of uh, oh, what's that hilarious video where that kid's getting in trouble? He's like, Lin- "Linda, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, little three year old." I didn't eat the cupcake, Linda. No, of course not. It literally, it's like children. Yeah, it is. We're, we, we, have, we have elected children into office um, that have never grown up. This is unbelievable. This is what you get, folks. Nicole asks, does Nate have COVID again? I do. I tested positive for COVID on Wednesday. I was pretty sick on Wednesday and felt pretty bad yesterday morning. Today, I'm happy to report no symptoms today. Just a little bit congested. Other than that, he's nothing. further away from death than he was I'm on good. Wednesday. My wife, on the other hand, is still very, very ill this mm. morning, and it's her birthday, and she's super sick with COVID. So happy birthday! Yeah. Anyway, happy birthday. Yep, I'm just glad it's her, not me. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Well, how about your hair? Your hair's looking full. It's as so full, full as man. can be. I think this round of COVID actually. It, Inserted more hair, it stimulated the growth. <laughs> it, yeah. it did the opposite. It's like a cycle returning the hair growth yeah. when it came back. So you're just at home making out with your wife, trying to get more, trying to get more COVID growth out there. Yeah, <laughs> the Omicron is so far looking like it enhances hair growth. Hey, everybody! I'm Hannah Cox, and I'm Brad Palumbo. We're the host of the Base Politics Network, and we want you to join us for our weekly news roundup, The Base Brief. We believe in teaching people how to think, not what to think. So if you're tired of getting your news from overtly partisan journalists, this show is for you. We have no tribe, we pull no punches, and the only team we root for is the free market and individual liberty. On top of that, we're two good friends who both work as libertarian conservative commentators, but we don't always agree. On The Base Brief, we let you in on the conversations we're already having as we work to analyze the impacts of public policies, spill the industry tea, and hash out our hot takes. Plus, you'll get bonus interviews with top liberty lawmakers and influencers like Senator Rand Paul, Congresswoman Nancy Mace, and Libertarian Party vice presidential nominee Spike Cohen. Search Based Politics on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe now. That's B-A-S-E-D politics. We can't wait to catch up with you. And in the meantime, stay based. All right, this is Dumb Bleep number seven. Illinois governor gave $300,000 of federal relief funding to Black Lives Matter. Now that's federal COVID relief money went to Black Lives Matter. Isn't that awesome? All my friends and family in Illinois, don't you just feel so good about your politicians up there? Man. At least this one's not in prison, but uh, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. But anyway, um, this so, is a, a little bit ridiculous, I think. So what? Uh, how does it, like as a donation? Um, according to the White House fact sheet describing the funding that was published in April, BLM received a grant to stop the increased potential for violence and in underserved and disproportionately impacted communities. So since they're a nonprofit, they can apply for grants. Yeah. And wow. Now, imagine the circle here. (laughs) BLM does all of this anti-police protesting, you know, burns down a bunch of cities, creates all this mayhem all over the place. Crime spikes up. And now, listen, I'm not saying it's just BLM. Obviously, it's a lot of COVID, unemployment, stuff like that. 
a lot of other factors, but they do that. People just taking advantage of opportunities. You know, defund the police, abolish the police movement. And then they get a $300,000 grant to help stop the increased potential for violence in underserved communities. Genius. <laughs> can you even be mad about this? I don't think you can. You have to appreciate it because there are some freaking geniuses yeah. running this organization. In another world, we call that fraud. Yeah. But in this world, it's just a Tuesday. I think the, um, I think the veil is being lifted on the BLM fraud. There's a lot of stuff out there right now the about how fraudulent this whole thing's been. The subheadline here says the president of the Lake County chapter of BLM was charged with felony battery of a police officer at the beginning of 2021. Yeah. So was that before or after the $300,000? of? I'm not sure. Anyway, that article is from, I saw it on a few things, but that was actually from TimCast.com. Nice. Tim Pool. TimCast right there. That's stumbling number seven? That was number seven. Let's keep rolling. We're rolling through these things mm -hmm. today. Now, here's a, a pointless number for Dumbleep number eight. This is going to do a lot of good. Just imagine thinking like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll, we'll, try, we'll make it illegal. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Um, well, that way we can arrest them. Number we'll arresting them. Yeah. Ottawa police, lawyers, uh, city lawyers are considering a court order to end the convoy protest. It's just like when your only world is the government is the solution to all problems and actually more government force. Any, solu any problem, the only thing it's lacking is government force, a, a threat of force. That's all it is yeah. at all times. And so you have these people here that they're protesting an overreaching tyrannical government. And they're obviously not paying attention to, listen, they're not supposed to just be sitting there parked in the roadways blocking stuff. And doing and doing what they're doing, the police you know, would be clearing them out, but they know that they don't have the numbers to be able to do it. And so now, what they're going to do is they're going to go to court, and the court is going to say that the convoy protests have to stop. And then all the truckers are just going to be like, "Well, you know, the court said that we have to stop doing this. You know, when the government speaks, we listen." And so we're just going to go home. And another side note to that, you know, they they uh, suspended the. The GoFundMe again and hit ten point one million dollars, and they suspended that. They've dis they've dispersed Go a million. Did. Yeah, they've dispersed a million of it, uh, but they suspended that, and so that's great. That's great. Probably no one from the government called in to try and stop that from continuing. I don't wow. know. Anyway, that's even though even though in Canada you do have the right to protest mm -hmm. at f like freedom of will. So there's legal authorities here. The Canadian Bill of Rights. In 1960, which is a federal thing, Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, 1982. That falls under the Constitution Act of Canada from 1867. Uh, Police Services Act of Ontario, 1990, which is provincial. Um, it gives you a, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom, Section 2, gives you a full right and freedom to protest. All of Section 2 applies. You cannot have one without the other. So everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. This is from Canada, by the way. Freedom of conscience and religion, freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedom of the press and other media of, of communication, freedom of peacefully, peaceful assembly, and freedom of association. So yep. they have very similar rights to that of the United States. Yeah. Um, I think 
there there are still issues. So we have the right to protest here. You know, we we know that. But we talked yesterday about the whole blocking of the roads thing. You know, with someone engaged in an unlawful protest but when my, you're but impeding question, travel from other people. My question about this dumb bleep, though, is how can a court order, like, order you to to if stop practicing your rights? If you're doing an unlawful protest at that time, like, are you, yeah, you can peacefully protest, but can you, say, take away liberties of others while you're, only the government can remove liberties from people, Charlie. Yeah, that's you right. You can't allow other people to do it. That's true. Anyhow, um... You know, I've been paying attention and watching for these as the market has been declining for quite some time now. I've been watching for all these articles talking about how much money Bezos and Musk and all these guys have been losing this entire time. Uh, Musk's net worth went down by about $100 billion uh, since since the peak for Tesla. Didn't get any of those, but we did get this. Their stock had a two-day bounce the other day. I saw one article, I think. <laughs> Did you? I saw one article that talked about his I de- saw one about, decline of like 40 or 50 billion. I saw one about Mark Zuckerberg uh, yesterday. I think he his net worth went down $26 billion yesterday. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yesterday. Good thing he secured that loan before that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do we got here? This is Dumb Bleep number nine? Yeah. We're on number We're nine. We're going to make folks. it through 10. You got eight minutes through. left. Elon Musk's net worth soars by $21 billion as Tesla stocks jumps 11% in the tech rebound. Yeah. So, obviously, it's not untrue. His net worth did increase by $21 billion. However, it's it's missing context. <laughs> there you go. Fact check missing context. Yes, while his Despite wealth... Despite the fact that he lost $100 billion over the last, like, couple months. Yeah. So, the articles could say, despite two-day bounce in Tesla's stock... Elon Musk is still down $80 billion from the highs. But that's not what it's going to say. It's going to take this little two days. Mm -hmm. I'm saying two day because they've been going back down since then. It's going to take this little, these little two, they call them candlesticks on the charts. And it's going to talk about how much his wealth went up right there instead of all the other ones that are way out here. Okay. That was number nine. Mm -hmm. All right. Number 10. Now we got to end with this one right here. Pfizer is asking the FDA for emergency use of COVID-19 vaccines for children six months to five years old. Oh, Lord. And my only question is, why? Why? It's dangerous out there for them kids, man. That is what I want to know. Is uh, We know that this is not super dangerous for kids. There have been some kids that have died. But then when you bring that up, Everyone's like, well, what's the long-term risks of COVID? What mm-hmm. if they get COVID? Because it's, you know, I was like, well, what's the long-term risks for the vaccine? Yeah. Like, we don't know that either. No, like, we don't. If you get the vaccine, you're 100% subjecting yourself to long-term risk of the vaccine. We know yeah. that there are mild side effects of the vaccine in the short term. We have no idea what the long-term effects are. Um, and this is brand new technology. So, I mean, although vaccines are relatively safe, this isn't a new technology that is, is being implemented here. Yeah. And so we have no idea what the long-term effects of this technology is. Um, and then, although it's probably likely it's a hundred percent chance of getting COVID, especially with Omicron, like, cause science said everybody's going to get it. It did. It's still, you don't have a perfect 100% chance cause you could never catch it. It's possible yeah. you never get it. 
And so your your it's just and then there's not even that the risk of severe symptoms from COVID for children is extremely low. And it's not even just, it's not just death, the risk of severe, the risk of even symptomatic infection for the kids is very low. In this article from the Daily Wire, they talked about how the numbers for kids under the age of one are only as high as they are because there's a much lower threshold for for kids under the age of one to be admitted into the hospital. And so, for instance, if you're under three months old and you have a fever, like you can be admitted into the hospital. And so the, there's a threshold for like, for me, when I call and I'm super symptomatic and I can, I'm getting to where I'm having a hard time breathing the first time I had COVID, uh, then there's a, there's still a very high threshold for them to actually get me into the hospital. Cause but you called kid, your doctor and they're like, no, just stay home and die. Yeah. I called them three times. <laughs> they're like, no, we don't want to see you. Just yeah. stay home and die. Is there anything I can do? No. We have no treatment no. protocol. No. Do you have a pulse oxometer? Yeah, I got one. Well, if it gets below 92, then come in. And that was it. And that was pretty much all they said. So anyway, but for a kid, that threshold is much lower. So they're much more likely to admit a kid into the hospital. Doesn't mean that they're as severe as the adults are, but they're much more likely to get into the hospital. This vaccine, uh, not working that great against Omicron. It is protecting against severe illness. But the kids are already have pretty good protection against severe illness because they're kids. The age stratification of this virus is very pronounced. It is very clear. The older you are, the worse your risks are. The younger you are, the better the better chance you have of this not bothering you at all. Of and course, you'll develop natural antibodies. Of course there are statistical outliers all all along that entire lane. We all know that. But hey, I will say, you know, this is my second time getting COVID. Just another side note here. My second time getting the COVID, and I was sick, pretty sick for a day. No, nowhere near as much as I was the first time, but I was feeling pretty sick for a day, and then it is pretty much completely gone now, as opposed to the first time, which was two weeks of wanting, you know, feeling like I was about to go into the hospital, and then another month afterwards of feeling terrible with long COVID, which is a real thing. If you, losing your hair. If you haven't had it, then then you don't know. You're still it's suffering a real thing. from it, probably. I'm still, I, you know, mentally. Yeah. <laughs> it's men- it causes mental anguish. Okay, get your votes in. I believe someone already They're put also, all the numbers in here. Thank you, Charlie. I wanted Charlie. to mention this, um, like, this is another thing with this MFP. Yeah? Yeah, mass. Let me get the, uh, hold on real quick. Mass FP. So you guys. Let me go through do, these numbers real do quick. Do that with you will. Number one is the you know the alter the alt NOAA um, saying we just killed a bunch of kids. This is Trump failure. And then yesterday saying, well, these kids were just going to be murderers anyway. That's number one. Number two, Biden says a Glock with forty rounds is a weapon of war. Number three, Chuck Schumer wanting one point five billion for an interstate gun task force, the IGTF. Uh, it, now I already forgot what number we're on. One, two, three. Number four is the Communist Party of Canada talking about the far-right fascist and the trucker convoy. Number five, uh, Joe Rogan shares a post that Reuters uh, corrected because they shared an incorrect post. Number six, Mayor Garcetti says he held his breath for a maskless photo. I call BS on that. I do. I just call BS on it. Uh, Number seven, the Illinois governor, 300000 in COVID relief money to BLM. Number eight, Ottawa police finally have an idea. They're going to have a court say 
that the protests have to stop because the you got a bunch of people that clearly are going to listen to the government. Number nine, Elon Musk's net worth soars by $21 billion. And number 10, Pfizer is asking the FDA for emergency use for the kiddos to keep them safe. It's all about the safety mm-hmm. for the kids. Okay, so get your votes in. I know Charlie's working on getting out of here right now. It's, uh, it's coming up on his hard stop right now. I do got to go. The live group, we discussed uh, Whoopi Goldberg earlier in the week. It, it, we couldn't save it for dumb bleep. So if yeah. you missed the episode, you got to go back and listen. If you miss, you got to go back and listen. Well, and we, we typically, while that is still a dumb bleep, we do typically only cover things that we haven't talked much about throughout the week, which is not a completely fair dumb bleep of the week because some of the stuff we already talked about that was too dumb to wait for Friday. Because it, it got its own episode. It ended up getting the, yeah, because it couldn't be squeezed in with nine other items. That's right. You know, so this was, this is our 10 all right, y'all right get your votes in while you're getting your votes. The one thing I was going to say about the MFP, um, I was having a discussion and somebody had asked me if I was going to get Parker vaccinated, my son, who's five. And um, and I like my, my literal answer was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. And I think that's fine. That's a fine answer to have because I don't actually know. Because are vaccines safe? Yes. Um relatively to the history that we have on vaccination. Uh, but this is a brand new technology. You know, mRNA vaccines are brand new. We have no idea what the long-term effects could possibly be. I think it's fine to weigh out those. Uh, I, I took it for myself. I was willing to take that risk. But for my kid, who has a very slight chance of even having a symptomatic version of COVID and then developing natural antibodies to something and having a pretty good shot um, according to the data that's been published mm-hmm. at avoiding hospitalization and death, um, why would I subject him to this type of risk? So I think there are definitely things you should weigh out. And so that's what, but, but I talk about MFP because in mentioning the fact that I don't know whether or not I received some of the most, uh, critical backlash mm-hmm. ever. And it, I just find it. Fascinating. It, it is truly fascinating. Well, it is uh, because the answer to why would you take that risk? Why would you do it? Is so you can get into heaven, Charlie. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, because this is a religion that yeah. we're dealing with, and this is a religious war that's that's taking place at the moment. That's honestly true. So that's why you would do it, guys. We need a tiebreaker right now um, between six and ten. Uh, whoever voted for one and three, you're going to have to pull your votes and add them to six and ten, or just add your votes to uh, either six or ten, so we can get the tie break right there now. There we go, number six. Pulling away with it, I'm surprised. That's uh, Mayor Garcetti, isn't it, with the holding mm-hmm. his holding his breath. Those uh, snap the photo. Those mail-in snap. ballots are getting counted right now. It's pretty awesome. Somebody is trying to. Push 10 over the hump, but it's not working out. Yeah. You guys can't vote for multiple. All right, Charlie, you got to go. You're cutting into your three-minute buffer time. I am. All right. If you all enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, a colleague. Share it with Mayor Garcetti and the children. The unvaccinated and the vaccinated children. Yes, all of them. Mm-hmm. If you do all of those things, go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Sign up to be part of the live group so you can vote on Dumb Believe of the Week. It costs $5 a month to vote on Dumb Believe of the Week. It's a poll tax. Four votes. <laughs> Yeah. Per month, like an average of four mm-hmm. votes per month. Some months you get five. 
Yeah, depending on how many dumb bleeps we do. So I think it I think it works out in your favor. A buck twenty five per vote on average, not bad. So sign up, goodmorningliberty.locals.com, share the show, subscribe everywhere you can subscribe. And if you do all those things, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Mm-hmm.